0: Support comes from the Janice Hawkins Cultural Arts Park on the main campus of Troy University, featuring the International Arts Center, the Fred Knoll-Hollis Museum, and the Huabajou Gallery. More information at troy.edu slash
1: artspark. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Hearing the music of Bach reminds theatergoers of the hit Phantom of the Opera. Our guest, Ron Carter, is a sought-after theater organist and recipient of numerous awards. On Saturday, October 28th, the Columbus River Center for the Performing Arts presents the 1925 Lon Chaney silent film classic, Phantom of the Opera, with Ron Carter's accompaniment on the Wave Theater organ. Ron joins us with a preview. Ron Carter, it is such an honor to visit with you. Well, it's exciting for me to be part of this podcast and excited to talk about Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. How many times have you done this as a theater accompanist? I would say at this point, probably 15 or 20 times. So what's coming up Saturday at the River Center? Saturday,
0: October 28th at 730, we will have a screening of the 1925 silent film Phantom of the Opera starring... The man of 1,000 faces Lon Chaney, and we'll have a costume contest. I'll be escorted in full phantom costume by what I call my goblin processional as we come down. It's just going to be a, a fun event. It's great for all ages. And come in costume. We would appreciate a donation, some type of food donation to get into the uh, theater, and you'll have a great time.
1: You are the phantom Remind us of the story. We are talking about the 1925 version of that novel translated to the silent screen. Take us back to 1925.
0: This was a big production by Universal Studios, the major hit back in 1925. And, of course, since that time, we all can remember Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical production of Phantom of the Opera. Anyone who has seen that The storyline is basically the same. The opera ghost lives in the catacombs of the Paris Opera House. And he is in love with Christine, a soloist there in the opera. And he coaches her wanting her to succeed and be renowned in that area. He has some conflict with some of the folks at the opera. So he kind of becomes a saboteur there and he kidnaps Christine. It's just an exciting film the wonderful unmasking scene. Some of the newspaper accounts back in 1925 said that when Christine unmasks him and he's sitting at this organ console, that women swooned and people dived underneath the seats because they were so
1: afraid. (laughs) As an organist, how do you accompany the action? Of course, in silent films, and I'll tell the audience this that night, that they had
0: got to pay attention to what's on the screen. You know, in this day and time, everyone is multitasking. We're on our phones, we're talking to people, we're watching TV all at the same time. You cannot do that with a silent film. You've got to watch what's going on on the screen for that little nuance, that facial expression. And what I try to do with the organ is I actually do the talking for the actors. So, my music, anytime there's a twist or a turn, I try to emphasize that with special registrations on the organ and the wave, which is the name of the organ at the river center. Uh, it's a wonderful digitally sampled imitation of a real Worlitzer theater pipe organ. You cannot tell the difference from that organ. I'll have things like grand crashes, sizzling steam, horse hooves, clanging bells, all of that. Those sound effects will actually come from the organ when they appear on the screen.
1: Now, Ron, what we heard coming in, tell us more about that, and was that in the original 1925 production? There was no sound back then, no
0: recording capabilities. I don't know. But the Toccata and Fuke and D minor has been kind of the piece of music which goes along with the Phantom. That's by Bach, and I'll play that at the very beginning of the film, uh, after I reach the console. Then throughout the other parts of the film, I've developed my own score. There's a love theme, there's a phantom theme, all kinds of action themes, and is in the Weber musical production, there's the huge crash of the chandelier in the theater. Those themes will be interwoven. And what I try to do is, once a patron leaves that theater, I hope that they will have in their their mind those themes. The greatest compliment I can get Fortunately, I've gotten these compliments before, is that people get so involved in the film and the music, they just forget I'm there. That's what I want to do when I accompany the silent films.
1: You actually have a lot of fun with the whole evening. What do you do, really, to me, as the star of the show?
0: You know, they have a small spotlight on me. I'll be in full costume. So this will be projected on the big screen there at River Center. You'll actually be able to see me playing I want the audience to watch the film. Every time I do any silent film, I have a lot of fun, and my attention has got to be on the film. I will have what I call cheat sheets for musically, and I'll just have three or four measures of a theme, but my concentration is on what's going on in the film because I cannot miss those cues.
1: Do you do a lot of this type of thing?
0: Yes, Carolyn, I probably will do this year 10 to 15 silent films. Uh, I was just down in Savannah and did a silent film at the Lucas Theater in Augusta last month at the Sacred Heart Cultural Center doing a silent film there. And because of digital restoration, silent films now are being presented just like they were back in the 20s. There's no shaking of the screen. There's no lines. The print is pristine. This particular print that we'll be showing in Columbus at the River Center is Blu-ray high-definition. A lot of people think silent movies, out-of-tune piano, and the shaky screen. That's not the way they were presented. They were first-class presentations, and that's what we'll be doing in Columbus. What should your audience be
1: prepared for?
0: Be prepared to be entertained. Be prepared to be surprised. The first time I went to a silent film with theater organ accompaniment was in Richmond, Virginia. And it was part of a national convention, a theater organist convention. This was in 1984. Some of my buddies dragged me to the theater, and we saw Wings, which was the first Academy Award film. And after the first 10 minutes, I was so involved in that film, I didn't care whether they were talking or not. And that's what I hope will happen with Phantom of the Opera.
1: What did happen back in the 20s when it was presented, the Lon Chaney version... Back then, this type of film was the classic horror film.
0: There's no blood and not a whole lot of violence, but just his makeup, which he did all himself. He's not wearing a mask. He actually had wires which pulled his nose back, and he had all kinds of devices in his mouth. People just weren't used to this. They were not seeing things like this on the screen. They were actually they were very scared. It was reported that women fainted, that children dived underneath the seats because they thought the Phantom was going to come get them. It's just a lot of fun, and it takes us back to a, a different era. You just feel like you've gone back almost 100 years at this film, particularly at the River Center. 2,200 seat, and the River Center is one of my favorites. When you walk in there, you feel like you've stepped back in 1920, an absolutely gorgeous place.
1: Well, it has been a delightful visit with you today, Ron Carter, and I want to thank you for sharing your talent.
0: It was an honor to be able to talk with you, to meet you, and happy Halloween,
1: everyone. That was Ron Carter, who will provide the musical accompaniment on the Wave Theater organ for the 1925 Lon Chaney silent film, Phantom of the Opera october 28th at the columbus river center at 7 30 p.m eastern time more information is at the website rivercenter.org thanks for joining us today for in focus i'm carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener supported troy public radio